You know what? When all else fails, Alexa, what movie did Jennifer Lewis play a wedding planner in? Let's see what Alexa says. Yeah. Here's something I found on the web. According to Cosmopolitan.com, in The Wedding Planner, she plays a wedding planner, duh, who falls in love with one of her clients. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Alexa is trash right now, too. I'm so irritated. Alexa. Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to another week of Conversations for the Culture. I'm your host, Michael Butler. And I am your host, Portia Harris, and we are bringing you Conversations for the Culture because Black culture is pop culture. How are you feeling, Portia? Oh, you know, it's been a week. Mm-hmm. It's been a week. It's been a week. Life has been life in. Um, but yeah, you know, um, my birthday's in a week, so that's exciting. That's super exciting. Do you know what you're doing yet? Um, just a nice dinner or something like that. Just just some some real chill. Some real chill. How how are you doing? How are you feeling this week? I'm here. I'm here. My my computer is dead finally. Um, so RIP. That's bothersome because literally I do all my work on there, you know, graphic design, editing, doing the podcast. So, yo, if the sound is messed up this week, y'all, bear with us. It is what it is, you know. So, it is whatever, right? It's whatever. That's how I'm feeling today. It's whatever. Um, so, yeah. Hi. <laughs> I do have a real quick question for you, though. I heard this, I think, yesterday, and I was like, oh, this is a good question. I want to ask you on the podcast. If you were able to live in a movie universe, what universe would that be? Hmm. Well, I think you got to... Uh answer first because i gotta think about it because this wasn't on the docket <laughs> this was not on the docket so, i'm sorry i'm sorry because you just caught um, me off guard my bad um hmm i would probably say i would want to live in the marvel universe even of though course you would I, I would i really would but at the same time i don't know if i really would want to because they they are really reckless when they're trying to save the world. I mean, I appreciate them, yeah. but think of maybe. how much renter's insurance is going to be Whew. living anywhere. But that's the same with DC. Like, think about how much renter renters insurance it is to live in a metropolis, to live in Gotham City, to live in you know wherever you Marvel, wherever these cities are. Oh, they actually use real cities, right? Yeah, yeah they use real cities um, in Marvel. Yeah, like just imagine. Like you're just sitting and eating dinner and then some green asshole <laughs> smashes through your windows. <laughs> like what the heck? Dog, I'm just trying to enjoy my meatloaf. Like what what is going on? Yeah, like yeah. Um, no, yeah. I would stay away from all of those universes. Marvel DC, just like it's a no for me. Um unless I could live in Wakanda. I live in Wakanda. Wakanda is chill because they don't they don't want to let nobody in. That's true. But then that's like those elite black people, you know, who they get a little bit of money and then they be like, oh, I'm better than you. So I don't know. I don't like them type of blacks. Ooh. Okay, well, we'll we'll save that conversation another episode. 
yeah, those blacks are prob they they're <laughs> those blacks. They're no, they are. They're very problematic, but we'll say that for the episode. Um, but yeah, culture holics. I don't even know what universe you are. I'm sorry. Uh culture holics, let us know. Um, I might make a post, right, and see what movie universe would y'all like to be in. All right. Is there any universe that they don't have any never mind? All right, so you asked <laughs> your question of the week, right? Well, you, it wasn't really the question of the week, but it was a question. But I do have a question of the week to pose to you and the um, audience. Um, so as we know, <laughs> as we know, the king the of laugh. the Lawrence Hive, right? The laugh. The king yeah. of the Lawrence Hive, uh, Jay Ellis of the game of Insecure and the new Top Gun Maverick, um, Jay Ellis recently got married. Right, um, he got married to his queen. Right, um, <laughs> you trolling so hard right now. Um, his wife's name is Gina Sinekar. Okay, um, and he's gotten some smoke. He's gotten some smoke online. Right, um, a lot of smoke actually. So anybody who's saying that he hasn't gotten any smoke, so like I made a post about this on Facebook, and I made a post on um. I made a TikTok as well about this, right? And this one woman, this one black woman said that I, that my real, my TikTok was fake outrage about outrage, about fake outrage, because she said that no black women online are really mad that Jay Ellis married a white woman. Now, if you don't keep up with black Twitter, if you don't keep up with the blog comments and all of that, then just say that. And that's cool. But don't be out here spinning false narratives because you were triggered. And then, like, so I just pointed out that as far as I know, I've always known Jay Ellis to be with white women. So I thought he was already married. To married with you. Yes. So it didn't surprise me. I was like, oh. Also, I'm more surprised when black celebrities, whether they're straight men, whether they're gay, right? I'm always used to black celebrities othering out here. I'm just telling you. That's now, true. when I see them with black folks, I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> look at, look like, at that beautiful black couple yes. right there. <laughs> but I'm used to like, just you go down the line. So many, right? Just you go down the line. So like, I wasn't surprised, but there was a lot of outrage. Or, so my, my question of the week is, are black women fake outraged by Jay Ellis? Or... Am I the one who is making this up? Am I making this narrative up? Because if I am, that's cool. I don't think you're making the narrative up. But I also, I don't know. I don't know if it's fake outrage either. It might mm -hmm. just be, it might just be outrage. But come on, y'all. <laughs> you know what happened what on TikTok happened? today, Portia? What? This woman told me that I need to take my rhetoric to Fox News because I am anti-black woman because I attacked black woman by making that TikTok. Huh? Yeah, she said that I attacked black women. So if you follow me, if you follow my content, so I packed her, I packed her up respectfully, right? I I packed I'm her confusion. up. I sent her on her way and I said, take your ass on the Spirit Airline and get off of my page, right? Um, <laughs> but I was very confused because if you follow me, if you listen to me, like if had she looked at other content, she would have known that this ain't that. Like I feel like people just want to be offended, right? 
They want to be offended. People definitely just want to be offended. Um, that that's that's wild because you're the last person that I would say trying to attack black women. Fox News. Fox, Fox News. I was News. Fox News. I was I'm appalled. <laughs> and this is my thing. Anything that I do, and I do it for a couple of reasons, right? So like the style of commentary that I'm tapping into with these type of, you know, with these reels, these TikToks, whatever, is one, comedic, okay? Two is to get what going? Conversations. So the bigger conversation that I want people to have with this is the fact that so many black men do choose other, right? That was the point. It wasn't me attacking black women. It wasn't me giving, you know, it, it wasn't an assault on black women. Black women. It was. I think she probably thought you were trying to say he's with a white woman, get over it, or get. With, I mean, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know because it, it don't make no sense. So I, the point of it was why are we surprised? But I think I'm not internalized it, Portia, to, oh, you're saying that black men don't choose us because we're not worthy. Who said that? <laughs> People I'm... read into things, though. Because I know, seems, that's what... Man, if look. user 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 9, 9 let me stop. <laughs> But when people read, like people take their situations and then they and they read into it. So if she wasn't chosen, right? So like there's this girl on Clubhouse, right? Every day she's making room. She's a straight woman, right? Um, every day she's making rooms about bisexual men and DL men, right? Or she's always bringing them up, how they're dangerous to the black community, this, that, and the other. I uh, feel- Somebody must have hurt you. Yes, yes, yes. I feel somebody like, must have hurt out. you. I feel like she was left for a man, like her, whoever she was dating was might have been DL by whatever, whatever, and hurt her. So now she's made it her mission to think that every bi man in the world, every DL man in the world is dangerous. Are there DL men in this world who are dangerous? Yes, but then there's also DL men in the world who are just like, it's none of your business. And if I do come out, it's dangerous for me. They're not necessarily out to get every single woman. She want to be Janet and um, for color girls so bad. So you're doing the bending. Oh, so you're doing the bending. Okay. So <laughs> final thoughts on Jay Ellis before we go on break. I wish he was with the black woman, but it is what it is. 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 Listen, if it's up to the Supreme Court, their marriage won't last long anyway. Moving Boom. on. <laughs> Boom. Lobby versus Virginia. Uh, okay. We are going to go ahead and we're going to take a break. And then um, after we pay these bills, we will... <laughs> Ooh, the tongues was taking over me. No, I just couldn't talk for a minute. Come on, we tongue. are going to go to break. We're going to pay these bills so I can get a new computer. All right, y'all? So make sure that y'all go ahead and you get you buy me a coffee, you know, <laughs> get, tap in with the show, and then we will be back. And we got a lot of conversation for you. You listen to the Conversations for the Culture podcast. We will be back after this. 
We're going to get right back to the conversation. But before we do, I need you to go to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash it's Micah B. That's www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash it's Micah B. Check it out. As you know, I'm a content creator, podcaster, TikToker, YouTuber, all of the above. If you want to support the work that I'm doing, if you want to support the content, if you want to donate to the show, if you want to give to the cause, just go to that website and throw a coffee my way, throw a couple of dollars my way and check it out. When you do that, it allows us to grow this show. It allows us to grow our YouTube. It allows us to grow the other platforms so we can continue to give you the best conversations that we can. Speaking of conversations... Let's get back to it. I'm downtown. Oh my God. Don't come here if you're black or brown. It's, it's where are hoods, but the air is clean. Can you tell me how to get how to get to this sun downtown? I was gonna say racist street, but okay. Oh, I like too. that. How to get to racist street. Rosita is the jackass of the week. <laughs> we did it, y'all. <laughs> Rosita. Shout so, out to our producer. She said it's a bop. It's a bop. Rosita is the jackass of the the week that was off the dome y'all that was off the dome we did that off the dome we'd be like you know Lil Wayne in the studio we don't write nothing down feel me we don't write nothing Rosita is the jackass of the week I told you it's not gender fluid and now we got characters <laughs> we got it's damn ready to eat for everybody yeah ready to eat for everybody y'all so for those of you who don't know Sesame Place is a theme park this one that it happened at in, in Philly, right? Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania. But I believe there's some sesame places across the nation. I don't, don't, I could be wrong, right? Um, so basically what happened was Rosita, the character, you know, Rosita. Um, is she a new character? Because I don't remember Rosita. No, isn't she the one that always be beefing with Elmo? No, that's Rocco. But no, she has Rocco. Uh huh. I I thought like it's Rosita, but she always has Rocco with her because oh. Rocco is a rock, and Elmo, and that's why Elmo. No, got I thought Rocco was no. Rocco's no, Ro no, Rocco is a rock. You built you you bull job. <laughs> Lizzie, Lizzie, can you please look this up? Isn't Rosita? the one that's always beefing with Elmo because she always wants to have Rocco around. And Elmo is like, Rocco is a rock. Oh. <laughs> Elmo loves Rocco. <laughs> okay, so Rosita, we're going to get Lizzie to let us know. All right, so basically the person who plays Rosita, we don't know if there's a male or a female underneath that, right? Non-binary. We don't know what's underneath the hood, underneath the, the head. <laughs> but <laughs> actually, that oh. was a that was a Freudian because I said underneath the hood, and that actually fits with what we're talking about. <laughs> so, basically, Rocco is a pet rock. Told you what? So yeah. then, why is Elmo beefing with Rocco? Because Rosita always brings Rocco around, and she's like, "Oh, we could play a game, but Rocco has to play too." And Elmo is like, "How is Rocco gonna play? He's not a rock." 
and Rosita is like, Rocco is real. And he's like, oh. Heffa, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Hi, Rocco. Oh, okay. I got you. Okay. So, <laughs> Rosita, okay. Back to Rosita. All right. So basically what happened, we saw a video trending at Sepsidemy Place where Rosie, the character who played Rosita was at the parade. They was parading, doing all that stuff, you know? And uh, there was two little black girls and they were like, hi, Rosita, hi, Rosita. And Rosita was like high-fiving people, acknowledging everybody. And then when it got to the black girls, this heifer looked at them and waved them off. If y'all are watching, y'all see me waving off. They waved. We don't like your kind around here. Now, Sesame Place said that the costumes of our performers, the costumes our performers wear sometimes make it difficult to see at lower levels, and sometimes our performers miss hot hug requests from guests. Now, that's <laughs> bullshit. That's, <laughs> yes and no. So, <laughs> I was a mascot at one at before. I've been a mascot before. And which I can, you can still technically see. So pretty much your eyes are usually at the mouth. Yeah. <gasps> oh my God, you guys didn't know that? No, but the eyes are usually at the mouth, right? So you're seeing through the mouth. If you look at the video, Rosita was looking down. So still, Rosita would have seen them kids. Because if you look, Rosita high-fived kids at that same level right before Rosita said, nah, 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 I'm good to the two black girls. Now, I said maybe this is just a one and done, right? But black Twitter going black Twitter, black Instagram going black Instagram, and what happened? We started seeing receipts. People started, uh, started pulling receipts. And we saw time after time after time after time, this same dusty ass heifer was hating on black black kids. So Sesame he's Place. Not, oh, I was just gonna say he's not exaggerating when he says dusty because that costume was dust. They need to get dry cleaned or something. It looked like the costume that you see on like um, downtown Hollywood or like downtown Times Square. <laughs> Times Square. You know, like the big <laughs> characters? Yeah. Yeah, almost looked like that. Do better. All right, so Sesame Place came out with this um, Kim Burrell-style um, fake apology, okay? <laughs> we sincerely apologize to the family for their experience in our park on Saturday. We know that it's not okay. We are taking actions to do better. We are committed to making this right. We will conduct training for our employees so they better understand, recognize, and deliver an inclusive, equitable, and entertaining experience to our guests. For over 40 years, Sesame Place has worked to uphold the values of respect, inclusion, and belonging. We are committed to doing a better job making children's and families feel special, seen, and included when they come to our parks. Also, the uh, Sesame Place said that they were going to invite the family back so they can enjoy the park and have a special time, a special meet and greet with the characters. Portia, talk to me. What do you feel about this? I feel like even if they were invited back, it's the damage is already done. Yes. 
Why would why would the kids? I know if I'm a little girl and Rosita straight up ignored me, and then I tried to like see them again, I wouldn't want to see them again. No. I no. I'm down with you. And this is and this is coming from I used to go to Disney World as a little kid all the time. I would see all the characters and just and run up to them. To Disney World all the time. Y'all had money. No, my aunt was a travel agent. Boom. So, boom. Uh, <laughs> she, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would run up to the characters and be like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And they were so open and generous mm-hmm. and loving. And it just made me love the characters any, even more than I already did. So something like this, that would have completely shattered my whole being my whole existence of what it is. I wouldn't want no. I don't want to see Rosita no more. I don't want to see that green thing. <laughs> Not that green thing. I don't so, want to see that green thing. So I do want to say, because everybody's like, oh, boycott Sesame Street. I do want to say that I don't think that's the answer. Right? No. We're so quick. Boycott, boycott, boycott. Like, first of all, back to fake outrage, right? There's a lot of fake outrage about a lot of stuff. Um, and we're not really, talking about Sesame Street here. We're talking about Sesame Place, which is an extension of Sesame Street. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I mean, it is, it is. But I, I also don't want us to go to the fact of, oh, we need to boycott Sesame Street because yeah. Sesame Street, the TV show, has done a lot as far as inclusion and representation. It started off for, for everyone. Us. Yeah, it started off to educate black kids in the inner city who didn't get the same education as a lot of their white counterparts. When you go and you look at the history of Sesame uh, Street, not place, Sesame Street, um, has always had black and brown kids at the forefront of their minds. Like they was teaching us Spanish at one point. They were they were <laughs> they were teaching us everything, right? So we don't want to get lost in that. Um all Sesame Place is, is a manifestation of white corporate America. Let's make money off of this. And yeah, that's what I think about that. Mm-hmm. Now, it's crazy because we're going to go from one racist to another racist. <laughs> Let's talk about Boston. Oh, Lord. Good old Boston. Good old Boston. All right. So Boston. LeBron James. Let's go ahead, Lizzie. Can you uh can you roll the tape? Damn the fans is not gonna let us win this one tonight. Yes, I mean I mean what place? I mean Boston. Boston, yeah. Why why do you why do you hate Boston? Because they racist as fuck. That's yeah, they why nasty. they will say they will say anything. And it's fine. I mean, fuck, it's my life. I mean, she's I've been dealing with it my whole life. I don't mind it. Like, I hear it. Like, if I hear somebody, like, close by, I check them real quick. I move on to the game, whatever the fuck. They're going to say whatever the fuck they want to say. They might throw something on you. I mean, I got a beer thrown on me leaving the game. You know, like, Boston is, I'm, yeah, Boston it's is. It's the only place in the NBA in America you go yeah. and they have, like, shirts that say, like, fuck LeBron. Yeah, like, it was like, it was like a, section. It was like a like, fuck LBJ t-shirt. <laughs> I believe they probably sold it at the fucking team they, shop. No, they sold it outside the arena. No, they, <laughs> they sold it at the team shop. I'm going to sell this all right, so you just heard. <laughs> oh my God, the way people ate LeBron up. Um, you just heard clips 
from the shop. And I'm so sorry, y'all. Today, like I told you, mom, I don't have my normal setup, so I actually don't have LeBron's tweet. Uh, could you possibly find that tweet, Portia, of his apology? Um, because he did give out an apology tweet, which I wish he never had. But basically, in this clip, you hear LeBron say the reason why he doesn't like playing uh, in Boston is because they're racist. Which racist, racist, yeah, racist is explicit. Now, if you don't remember, I feel like I said this like a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months, maybe a month or so ago when the NBA playoffs was going on, and why I said I don't feel like I could root for the Boston Celtics, even with a black coach, because I just have always felt like that place is a racist place. It really is. Um, and people are like, oh, why are you making stuff up? Whoa, 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 whoa. No, it's true. Kyrie has said things about it. I mean, they were saying nigger, 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 nigger to Kyrie when he came back. That's why he flipped them off, right? And you know, I don't really rock with Kyrie like that, but that was messed up. Um, Isaiah Thomas has said things about them. Like a lot of people who've actually played there have said things about those fans. I think he might have deleted the tweets. He deleted the apology? I think he might have because the only thing that I'm seeing is when he was talking about um, Brittany Griner. Unless oh. it was before that. But I don't oh, think okay. it was. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm getting my hairs crossed. I'm getting my hairs crossed. People were mad at him about his comments about Brittany Griner as well. Okay. Because, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, there was a lot of people on the internet saying that he's he's wrong. He shouldn't say that. Shut up and dribble, blase, blase. What do you think about Boston? Do you think he's off? And then I have a follow-up question for you about that. Um, well, before I answer the question, I just want to say no disrespect to Savannah, but LeBron was looking real good up in that. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, no, I agree 100%. He he's right. Boston is just right. You can you can easily see how racist Boston is. It doesn't matter if they have a black coach. It doesn't matter if they have black superstars on the team. The mm -hmm. NBA is ninety percent black. Mm -hmm. So of course they're going to have a a predominantly black team. Of course they're going to have a black <coughs> superstar. Now. It's great that they have a black coach. I'm not going to say, of course, they're going to have a black coach because no, that that is not the norm. And I'm glad that we are starting to see more black coaches in professional sports. One quick thing. One quick thing. I love that you said that. Um, as of today, half of the NBA coaches are black. That's amazing. I love to see it. I love to see it. Oh, keep That's going. That's all. Thing. I was just happy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I I agree 100%. Boston is racist, and there's not one person out here that can't <laughs> say that they're not. And I I saw I saw a lot of comments under um that clip saying, "Oh, well, I'm black and I live in Boston. It's not that bad." Okay. What define not that, that bad? bad. <laughs> right. Define define not that bad. Like I, <clears throat> I I just I don't 
I I, I want to understand because right now, to me, how how much worse can it get when they're calling you the N word? Nigga, 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 nigga. For missing a shot, and you play for the team. <laughs> I have a you question play though, for the team. Hmm. I have a question. What? I don't withhold the smoke for anybody. Mm-hmm. And that's going to include LeBron James. Because I got some smoke for him. You got smoke for LeBron? Yeah, I do. I never thought I would see the day. But let's hear it. LeBron James has a minority stake in the Boston Red Sox. If a place is so racist that you hate to play for it, play there. If you got to, if you got smoke for a place, then why do you have minority stake ownership in that same city? It doesn't make sense to me. And it's like, oh, so are you saying like, oh, it's good. This, if it benefits me financially, I rock with the city. But <laughs> I'm gonna criticize the city too. Out of all the players, and I'm, I'm I listen. I'm not trying to be in the pockets or anything. I don't know his business dealings, but I'm sure that if he wanted another baseball team, he probably could have gotten some minority ownership in it. I just find it kind of weird that you like hate this place so much, but you got minority stake ownership in the Boston Red Sox. It's kind of to me, it's kind of it's giving hypocritical. It's giving oh, it's, it's fake it's definitely. It's definitely giving hypocrite. Yeah. It's giving they hate me and I don't like it. Because we can also talk about that too. Even though I agree with yes, what wake it up. LeBron is saying, and I agree that Boston in itself has a racist rhetoric when it comes to sports, professional sports in that city. You can't what he was saying was they're just like, oh, I hate LeBron or F LeBron or just yeah. like that. He was just like, and it's just, they're racist. No, that doesn't necessarily make them racist. That just means that they hate you. Because a lot of people hate him. A lot of people do not like LeBron. Right. I'm, like, I, I like LeBron, but if you would have asked me 10 years ago if I like LeBron, I would have said, hell no. I can't stand LeBron. Right. And you're black. And then, and I'm black. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of black so, people who don't like him. I would have, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, I would have said, no, I do not like that flopping crybaby. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. But then it slowly transitioned to, I don't like LeBron the player. I like LeBron the brand, which I, I, I've always respected LeBron James the brand because he has done so much. Now I respect LeBron James, the player, the brand, the, the whole thing. I respect yeah. him as a whole. So I'm glad that I've come full circle with my whole LeBron saga, but yeah, it's not hard to not like LeBron. So I think yeah. that might be a slight ego thing as well. Oh, a slight, he's a diva. I can say that I'm a huge LeBron. Anybody who listens to this program, they know I'm a huge LeBron James. I'm a LeBron sexual, as they say, a bronze sexual, as they say, but he's a diva and two, th two things can be true at the same time. So no, you know, that's what say, I always say that two things can look, be true. So one, Boston can be racist, but two, people might just not like you. 
And that's okay. It's kind of like the Zelia Banks, right? Oh, not Zelia. <laughs> now, some people may not like you, yes, because you're a black woman, because you're a dark-skinned black woman. But also... Who be ashy. Anyway. But also, some people probably just don't like you because you are a, you know, fill in the blank. A witch. Yes. I Listen, because I'm not going to say the word and then somebody clips a part of this conversation. <laughs> but you, because she is one, right? She's not a nice woman. So two things could be true at the same time. Is there colorism in the industry? Yes. Is the industry misogynistic? Yes. Do a lot of men disrespect black women? Yes. Is she not a nice person? Yes. Did she come for Beyonce? Yes. Did she come for and Rihanna? Come for yes. Has she come from come for countless of people? Yes. So at sometimes you have to look at yourself and not conflate two things because then when you do that you actually take away from when the stuff is actually happened. Now, when Kyrie was out on that floor and it was like, I'm definitely using this. We're going to use this in the intro, y'all, um, when we get this show intro. But when Kyrie uh, came out on the floor and it was like, nigga, 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 a lot of people just don't like you, bro. And that's okay. Because you still a goat. You're going to defend. You're going to defend that man. Even when he wrong. I didn't defend him. I, know. I gave him the smoke. But he's still a goat. Hello? Hello? True. Hello? True. I just got done saying, hey, my respect. My respect. All right, let us know, culture holics. Is LeBron James tripping here or is Boston racist? Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. All right. So what we're gonna do here is I believe we are gonna take another break. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We sure we're are. gonna take another break. Uh we're gonna pay some more bills and then we're gonna be back and we're gonna uh debut a new segment called Giving Flowers. All right, because we like to give people their flowers uh while they're still here. Hello. And not while they're gone. You are listening to Conversations for the Culture. We will be back after. What's up, Culture Holics? It's your girl, Portia. And we're going to get right back into some news for you. But while I have you here, I need you to leave a comment and a rate on any of the listening platforms that you're listening on because that helps us in the algorithm. And when you help us in the algorithm, that makes us even more popping than we already are. I mean, we don't need help, but okay, maybe we do need a little bit of help. But like I said, leave a rate, leave a comment. And let's get back to the show. Guys, I got a lot of comments on the internet. Things like, it's long overdue, well-deserved. Why did it take so long? My favorite, it's about damn time. Debbie Allen said, I should have memorized my speech. Uh-uh. Absolutely not. I want to thank all of you who put those comments on the internet for loving and supporting me 
throughout the years. But what you don't know is I just wasn't ready. Because I had not done the real work. The real work was off stage and off camera. When I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, somehow I found the strength and the courage to say three of the most powerful words in the English language. I need help. So I went and got it. I won't bore you with the details. Read my book. I don't want nobody walking with Hold it, hold it, hold it. I changed the lyric. Listen to the lyric. I don't want nobody walking on me in this street. Come on, y'all. Okay, so as I said, we are doing a new segment, y'all. This is called Giving Flowers. Every week, maybe not every week, but we're going to see how it happens. We're going to come here and we're going to give flowers to people who deserve the flowers because we're supposed to give flowers to people while they're still here and not when they're gone. I respect that, Uncle Kirk. You don't let people die before you give them the flowers. So this week, <laughs> well, last week, finally. I thought it was here, the baton. Listen, it's whatever I say it is. So last week, uh, Jennifer Lewis received her Hollywood star on the Hollywood Walk of we love, love, love Jennifer Lewis. Um, she's been in everything. What's love got to do with it, right? She played Tina Turner's mama, Angela Bassett's mother. She's played Anthony Anderson's mother. She, she's she played was in every sister act. Yes, yes, yes. Honestly, Jennifer Lewis has been everybody's mama. Between her and Loretta Devine, they've been everybody's mamas. Okay. Um, and does Loretta Devine, Lizzie, let us know. Does Loretta Devine have a Hollywood um star on the walk of fame because if not she definitely deserves to have a star too because we love ourselves some loretta divine yes jesus is so good ain't he but <laughs> but jennifer lewis um i'm glad to see it i my first memory of jennifer lewis was actually watching her on the fresh prince of bel-air uh she mm -hmm. was will smith's um aunt one of will smith's aunts I love Jennifer Lewis. She's just a bold woman with a strong voice, and she's so powerful. She Jenna, Jennifer M. F. and Lewis. Yes. Do you remember her in the um, what was the Tyler Perry movie she was in where she was like the wedding planner? Oh, the wedding ringer. Huh? The wedding ringer. The wedding ringer. That's not a yeah, Tyler Perry movie. That's a name. There's no such movie as the wedding ringer. Yes, yes, it is. That's what. No. That it's not a Tyler Perry movie, but it's with Kevin Hart and um, some white dude. I forgot his name. I said Tyler Perry and Jennifer Lewis. Um, Medea's family reunion. Oh, Medea's family reunion. She Remember? was in that. Yeah, I think was that the one that they got married. 
No, 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 no. Hold on. I have her Wikipedia looked up. Let's okay. see. Okay. Cause Johnny Gill was in that movie. He sang that song, and then they had the the babies. Remember, she had the baby angels flying. Are you talking about the preacher's wife? Nigga, no. <laughs> <laughs> A Tyler Perry movie. I. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's a Tyler Perry movie. She was a wedding planner. Lynn Whitfield was in it, and she was like, remember, oh my God. Yes, Lynn Whitfield. Oh, um, 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 and there was that Martha, Martha's Vineyard? Vineyard, yes. Okay, okay, I know what you're talking about. I'm what was the name of it? <laughs> <laughs> Look I at the Wikipedia. You got it. Though. Jennifer uh, Lewis was in it. She was the wedding planner. I'm not hold wrong. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. And hold I know on, I'm on, not wrong. On. I know I'm not wrong. I know I'm not wrong. Think, think like a man too. Because she was mad because the wedding got called off. Because a girl was supposed to marry to Blair Underwood's character. Remember Blair Underwood smacked her at the... um. This is the same movie with, and unless I'm getting movies mixed up. Producer, no, I, I think you getting movies mixed up. No, Jennifer Lewis was in this. And the fact that you're out on the Wikipedia and not getting the it's, information. But it's not on here. That's what I'm saying. It says nothing about a. Um, I'm not wrong. Tyler Perry movie. I'm not wrong. It's not, we might not say Tyler Perry present. What are the, oh my gosh, you're, I'm irritated now. And I can't do, get to my phone, which is really bothering me, y'all. This is this is a struggle for me, y'all, because I know what I'm talking about. I just need. Let's see. Hold on. Hold on. Hold Let's on, see hold what Lizzie said. Boom! I knew. But this happy family. No, I don't think that's it either. Because this big happy family, that's with uh, Bow Wow and Tiana Taylor. Bowie. Not not easily broken or meet the Browns. You know what? When all else fails, Alexa, what movie did Jennifer Lewis play a wedding planner in? Let's see what Alexa says. Yeah. Here's something I found on the web. According to Cosmopolitan.com, in a wedding planner, she plays a wedding planner, duh, who falls in love with one of her clients. Playing Alexa, stop. <laughs> Alexa is trash right now, too. I'm so... <laughs> Irritated. Alexa, what movies, what Tyler Perry movies did, hold on y'all, we're going to get this. Alexa, what, Alexa, what Tyler Perry movie did Jennifer Lewis play in? What's love got to do with it? Cars 2, Cars, Get Bruce, The Addams Family and others. What? All right, y'all. I don't okay, know. I'm I'm looking at it right now. It says Tyler Perry's Medea's family reunion. Okay. What's Meet the Browns and then not easily broken? All right, go to the family reunion and see um who's in family reunion. Blair Underwood, Lynn Whitfield, Boris Corjo. Okay, so I was right. And Lizzie, <laughs> so Lizzie was right. So which one was the one? Wait, is Bow Wow in that too? No. Bow Wow's in Big Happy Family, I think. Oh, see, that's the thing with Tyler Perry movies. Um, they all run together. Though. They all <laughs> run together. 
it's all about some black woman getting abused and some yes. light skinned man to save her, and the dark skinned man is trash. <laughs> yes, that's why I was so confused because I knew she was in the Tyler Perry movie. So, yes, that's the one Johnny Gill was in, and they sang, and Lynn Whitfield was the mom. Remember when um, Lynn, Phil, when Lynn Whitfield was like, uh, that one scene when she's like, the, she told her mom, she said, trigger one of y'all. He raped me. And she's like, I didn't know. And she's like, you know. <laughs> I didn't realize that that was the same movie. But I, I do realize now because Medea was on the porch and she was just like, oh, you're so bougie. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Wait, was that the same movie? So, so look, that was the same movie. that. Yeah, because um... she was talking to Lynn Whitfield. No, but on that, so is that the same movie? Like I said, I get them all confused. Was Maya Angelou and Cicely Tyson in that movie? Yeah. Yes, when she was like, on oh, this land. On this land. Is this what we become? <laughs> I can't. I Shaking can't. and gyrating is crazy. <laughs> on this land but shout out to jennifer lewis um shout out to our black queens out here in hollywood um a lot of times our black women are often ignored they're not given their respect they're not given their dues so also loretta divine does not have a star what that is a tragedy we need to make sure that she gets a star oh i love loretta divine did you know here's a little trivia did you know that loretta divine what movie did both Loretta Devine and Jennifer Lewis play in together? There's probably multiple ones, but I'm thinking of one in particular. Mm. Is it Think Like a Man? Jennifer Lewis was in Think Like a Man? Yeah. Miss Miss Loretta, I'm ready for the rest of the tour. So what did Loretta Devine play in Think Like a Man? I thought she was, she, I think she was one of the moms too, wasn't she? Oh, maybe she was. So maybe they have multiple movies. The movie I was thinking about was The Preacher's Wife. Oh, I wouldn't have got that. Because you didn't watch The Preacher's Wife? No, I did, but I just don't Jennifer remember. Lewis was, remember Jennifer Lewis played Whitney's mom. Yes. And Loretta Devine was the, the nosy secretary. What's going on with you oh. and Mr. What's going on with you and Mr. Dudley? <laughs> uh uh. Oh wait, I'm um Loretta Devine was not in Think Like a Man. Never mind. <laughs> we just making stuff up. <laughs> making, making, making stuff up. <laughs> but yo, that Tyler Perry bit was crazy. <laughs> Tyler Perry's movies are trash. Um all right, so shout out to Loretta Devine. We're gonna move on to some sad news. Right? I don't like sad news, but yeah, it was you know, breakups are so hard. Because we did us a mirror showed up and not out of my love. What you can't you don't know what I just said? No, I, I I understood, but I just I wasn't going with um Tony Braxton. I was actually gonna do boys to men. It's so hard oh. to say goodbye. Oh, no, we no. Stay in the row. 
No, it's so hard. It's so hard. Oh, that's that's I feel like that's more about like well, an era has died. An era has died, y'all, especially for those of you. This is big news in the podcasting world, okay? So, um, much like when Joe Budden and broke up with Rory and Maul, right? Mm -hmm. um, we've come to another crossroad, right? Maybe we at the crossroad, crossroad. Yep. Sorry. We've come to another crossroad where... Jesus and Miro. Jesus and Miro. The they are no Miro longer. Podcast, the Bodega Boys. Uh, they had their Showtime show, which was about to be in season five. Uh, it started off on Vice, um, and then it went over. Uh, they have broken up, y'all. They have broken up. Broken up. This is like the only thing bigger than this, because they've been going since 2013, and they're huge, right? Huge for the culture. Like, if you are on the internet, you might not have ever seen the show, right? But you've definitely seen their gifts. <laughs> definitely seen the like gifts the, in the, 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 the memes. The memes. The one that deuces like... Yes. Yes. So the thing is this. All right. So we're going to break this down real quick, okay? So the only thing bigger... The only breakup bigger than this, like, in this world would be um, if the Breakfast Club was to break up. Oh, Lord. Yeah, let's let's not speak that into existence. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe we'll edit that out. Um, <laughs> so let's check it out. So over the weekend, um, on Reddit, a Reddit, uh, on Reddit, a fan kind of broke the news. Somebody, a fan who's been watching them since uh, 2016 and been covering them. They run a fan page and everything. Uh, they kind of broke the news that hey, something's going on. We think that the show is over. Just going off the of different. Um, <clears throat> different um comments that were made by both men um and also there was a lot of speculation with the fans way back in when was that september no not september way earlier in the year i'm sorry when Jesus, uh for those of you who don't know Jesus is the um the darker skinned gentleman uh he co-hosts the black black one uh, that's because black, black. Well, no, I mean, black, black, as in he's actually black, and Merle is Afro-Latino. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you for Because <laughs> I, I, like, I knew, God. I knew what you, I knew what you was getting at. I was like, holy <laughs> crap, Portia. <laughs> I should be the colorist. <laughs> he's a black, black one. <laughs> That's what I meant by, no, he's like gotcha. black, black, because he's yes, like yes, yes, actually yes. black. Yeah, that's him. But he hosted Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, he guest hosted uh, Jimmy Kimmel solo. Solo dolo. So a lot of people are like, hmm, that's funny. Not funny, ha-ha, but funny, weird. Weird. <laughs> so that happened. Anyways, Showtime. So basically people found out about this. Um, the fans found out about this split up, not from Jesus and Mero, but they found it out by this fan. Then Showtime had to get ahead of it, right? And they said, they released this following statement. Jesus Nice and the Kid Marrow will be pursuing separate creative, the creative endeavors moving forward. They have made a name for themselves in comedy and in the late night space as quick-witted cultural commentators. Then Jesus quoted their tweet and said, shouts to Showtime and shouts to the Hive. Thanks for being a part of the journey. Proud of the show, my staff, 
made every episode. Big things to come soon. He also said to the Reddit user um, in their Reddit, whatever, that uh, he tried everything he could to save the show, but he couldn't. What does this mean for the culture? What are your thoughts on this? Um, there's not a lot of information that's out about what really happened, but um, mm. they are saying that this has been a long time coming, um, that they started having different ideas of where they wanted to go. I think the saddest part of this all is they started this show as friends, and now their friendship seems to be irrepar irreparable. So it hits close to home because it's like, oh my God, me and Portia, we're, we're friends. Don't do that. Don't do that. Oh my God. No, I'm just saying it's like, I would hope if ever we, what is it? If ever we have to move forward and pursue separate creative endeavors, I will hope that we could remain friends. Well, you stuck with me, so. Yeah. But you know, you get what I'm saying? It's like. <laughs> it's me saying you stuck with me. And I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you get what I'm saying? It's like, let's talk about like bigger than that. Because I think that's a real thing. Like, how do you work with people? Like, how do you. Give me your thoughts first, and then I'll try to figure out what no, I'm saying. No, I, I know. I 100% understand what you. We're saying because when you sent me the link, because I am one of those people that I'm aware of um D uh Deces and Mer and Mero, I'm aware of them and right. like aware of the cultural impact, but I've never actually yeah. sat down and watched an episode until I found out that they broke up and I was like, Oh dang. And I I knew that you wanted to talk about it. And I was like, Y'all well, see that y'all? People people don't love you until you're gone. <laughs> I was like, let me because I know I know Michael watches them. So let me let me figure out. Like, let me see if I can like see like, oh, they right. they they vibe was off, but they really seemed like they bounced off each other very well. Yeah. So that is like a scary situation especially when you read all these articles and it's just like what happened their best friends like what went wrong like why why is why has it come to this now they're not even on speaking terms they hate each other we don't know if they hate each other but right. you know and that's just like dang dang like uh a why a wise um i don't know about wise but uh an old saying goes Fame is a hell of a drug. Well, actually, something else is a hell of a drug. But um, we'll use fame in replace of the other thing. Um, but yeah, that's a scary thing, man. I but I would, I would hope that me and Micah's relationship is stronger than that. Yeah. But hey, when when those zeros start piling up, I was about to say <laughs> when those zeros start. When they went to Showtime, some stuff started shifting. It was bigger platform. It was, and if we're being honest, there's always there's elements of jealousy. When uh, there's elements of jealousy, sometimes if one person seems to be getting more shine, then the other person might be like, "Oh, why are they loving? Why do you love?" What did Jennifer say? Who in uh, in, in Dream Girls? Who's going to love me? Who is going to love me? Right? Dina is beautiful, and she will always be beautiful. But I have the voice. 
Yes. Who's going <laughs> to love me? And I feel like Jesus was the one who was getting a lot of the shot. Right. And maybe I'm not saying this was it, but maybe the kid Mero, he felt some type of way. Right. Why y'all love him more than me? What about me? <laughs> like, honestly, but I feel like when people talked about Desus and Mero, it was always Desus and Mero. It was never like, oh, just Desus. Lately, though, Desus has been getting more juice. That's the thing. Mm. He's been getting more juice. You feel me? I don't know. They I just feel like so. I don't know. It's 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 crazy, but I do know when they <clears throat> moved the Showtime, the show was different. I heard that too. Yeah, the show was different. I'm not saying it was bad, but it was different. It was definitely different. It was like okay, it was still cool, but when you go to different networks, then there's like more people have hands in the pot, right? Yeah. Even with podcasting, the bigger your podcast gets, the less control technically the less control that you have so like when we get bigger we're gonna have a little less control because the producers are gonna be like y'all you need to talk about this that and the other um i don't want to talk about it or not even the producer like if we're on a platform and like exclusive to the, plat the platform is gonna be like hey we want you to you know boom 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 we're on a podcast network but hopefully we'll just be on our own podcast network so nobody will tell me what to do because this is my podcast network hello hello but you ain't gonna tell me what I can't talk about. I think it's a bigger issue though, because I think a lot of this we see a lot of this. I just hope that they get back together. Not necessarily saying that they have to do a podcast together again, right? Mm -hmm. But as far as their friendship, but we've also said <clears throat> there you're gonna have highs and lows in friendship, and then when you start doing business together as friends, you're definitely gonna be having highs and lows, right? But I feel like they should have been able to navigate that already because they've been doing this for so long. But like I said, them before, zeros, them zeros, <laughs> them them zeros. zeros, them zeros start doing something to you. Yeah. Um, but but <coughs> hold on. I feel really bad because you on. know. Hold on. Oh, oh wait a minute. <laughs> hold on now. Okay, go. <laughs> I, I, I feel really bad because I feel like they had a very, very creative vision. Yeah. Um, just for instance, I watched something that was old and something that was new because I was like, I just want to see how right. it is. And one of the old, <laughs> now this might be messy, but one of the old episodes I watched was when they were roasting DJ Envy and his wife. Um that was one of the old ones because I, I feel like that was one of the one of the most viral moments that they Definitely. had. And then their breakfast club interview, all of that. And then, you know, Envy, the Envy's happy. Listen, Envy need to worry about pleasing his wife. Anyway, um, <laughs> on the newer episode, which was actually just actually came out two weeks ago, yep. um, was with Taylor Rooks. And I, some people that already work on the, I, I know, I know how you feel about Taylor. I Rooks. love Taylor Rooks. Um, she's a gorgeous woman. Gorgeous woman. Listen, everybody loves um, Taylor Rooks. Yeah. Taylor Rooks. She's, she's dope. Shout out to Taylor Rooks. Um, but yeah, she was on the show and then a whole bunch of people, um, that I believe work on the show were on the show. Um, and so it was a, it was like a, it seemed it seemed really good. Like it seemed yeah. really creative. It said it was like 
happy hour. So like they were in this like bar, like this New York bar and everybody was coming in and out and they were like, oh, let's, let's drink. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Let's sit. It, it seemed like you were almost like a fly on the wall. However, now two weeks ago, maybe probably wouldn't have even picked up on it. But the fact that we know what we know now and watching it when I watched it, um, I could see that Jesus and Meryl didn't really interact with each other. Mm. They they spoke to each other, but they were pretty much, they were focusing on just the guests that were there. They didn't really mm. talk to each other. Now, that's not to say that they didn't say things to each other. Right. They did, but it was just. It was given season five of Martin. For those of y'all who don't know that reference, I'm just here. I'm just here so I don't get fined. For those of you guys who don't know that reference, season five of Martin was when Tisha uh, Campbell and Martin were. Well, Tisha Campbell had said that Martin, you know, was sexually harassing her. So, if you all watched the season five, like one, Jenna's not in a lot of episodes, and then when they did bring her back to include the very last episode, they never talked to each other. They kept missing each other. They quote unquote talked on the phone because basically mm -hmm. they couldn't film any scenes together. So it was given that. Yeah. There was a lot of episodes where, or like for a few episodes when they were on the cruise ship and Gina missed yep. the cruise. That's when she was on her break from the show. Yeah, before they convinced her to come back to film the uh, season finale, the last couple of episodes. Mm -hmm. So I hate to see it, but like this is something that we see all the time with friendships and friend groups. Um, you look at brothers, right? When it comes to brotherhood, brother, sisterhood, whatever. But you look at play people like, um, and people are on beef. Like at the end of the day, look at New Edition. They yeah. beef, they talked about each other, they drug each other, they, but then they always come back together. They always find their way back because the love for they have for each other, for their brothers, and for what they've built, that's going to last forever. Day and 26 I, is actually making a comeback as well. They are. They are. So, you know, I love to see it. I love to see it. So hopefully, you know, uh, hopefully the Bodega Boys can find common ground again. Um all the culture holics who are out there, you all are prayer warriors. I need you to really just right now, I need y'all to keep the Breakfast Club crew, to, you know, uplifted because <laughs> we can't lose the Breakfast Club. Okay. We've lost too much for the culture. Too much. Happened. I don't care for her, but she was for the culture. We done lost Wendy. Right. Dang. Like we 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 can't lose the Breakfast Club, y'all. We done lost the boy, the, the Bodega Boys. We lost Joe and Rory and Maul. Like, and it's not the same anymore. Like the new Joe yeah. Burton Park, it's not the same, y'all. It's not the same. We need to protect at all costs, protect Charla, DJ Envy, and Angela Yee. At all at costs. At least at least Charlemagne and Angela Yee. Anyway, um Y'all gotta leave my beige brother alone. But okay, y'all. <laughs> Um, but for real, for real, Portia, no matter how big this show gets, we always gotta we always gotta stay grounded, right? We always got to stay grounded and, you know, have conversations, even the tough conversations and leave. I think what people do, you got to leave friendship feelings in the friendship. If that makes sense? Yeah. When it comes time for business, 
is about business. So anything said, anything done, woo, 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 we can't internalize it and be like, you are, my feelings are hurt. No, it's like, this is business. And if we want to, you know, if we want to grow, if we want to do X, Y, and Z, then we got to do it. Like, for instance, I didn't want to do the podcast today. But Lizzie was like, yeah, you got to do it. Lizzie, our producer, right? You got to do it. 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 I'm like, ah, oh, shut up. But <laughs> I didn't tell her to shut up, but in my head, you feel me? Because everybody's like, he, he told her to shut up. But no, what I'm saying is that's <laughs> what I want. You know, I was like, oh, I don't want to hear it. But at the end of the day, if we wanted to continue to grow the podcast, I can't worry about, I can't be offended and be like, oh, Lizzie's trying to tell me what to No, I just got to take it for what it is and say, hey, this is business. And I think that's where a lot of people don't do well when they work with their friends because they can't separate that business and that friendship. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. But I'm going to tell you when you hurt my feelings. I'm going to be like, okay, I hear you. But that was me. That's fine. You didn't, you didn't have to be me, Negro. Okay. <laughs> no, that's fine. You're allowed. But then I'm going to say, okay, I understand. But at the end of the day, um, I understand. Yeah, I understand. But at the end of the day, <laughs> this is business. And if we want to run this podcast up, we got to do what we got to do. Run them numbers up. Hello? So All right, y'all. We got one more gross. topic of the day. We're going to take one final break, okay? We're going to take one final break. <sighs> and then we're going to get to the last topic. And I'm signed because, well, y'all will see. You're listening to the Conversations for the Culture podcast. We will be back after this. Hold up, wait, nah, for real, hold up, wait, check this out, I need you guys to go to www.kingsarise.com, that's www.kingsarise.com, that's my clothing line, Kings Arise Clothing, where we provide clothes that speak, we empower and uplift the black community with our message, I just want you to go check it out. We got a lot of dope gear. And if you use the promo code CONVOS, that's C-O-N-V-O-S, you get 10% off your order. All right, back to the show. I just want the truth to come out um, about exactly what took place, um, whatever, whatever that may be. Ed describes his son as a good kid who graduated in 2021 from UT Chattanooga. Brandon still lives in Chattanooga and was in town visiting. Now, never been in trouble a day in his life. Um, great kid, um, impe- impeccable character. Ed Calloway is leaving many of the details of the arrest to his son's attorney. It's our position that the conduct exhibited um, is not reflective of what good officer conduct should be about. We asked retired Shelby County Sheriff's Captain Benny Cobb to take a look at the video and affidavit and give his thoughts. The young man should have stopped uh, for uh, uh, lawful enforcement. He should have stopped, but he didn't. He uh, continued on. He ran into the house. Now the officers have to do something but what they did was uh, totally unnecessary. Cobb has concerns on several levels. First, the stop itself. The police affidavit says Brandon Calloway was initially being stopped for going 32 miles per hour in a 20 mile per hour zone. They knew that all they had was traffic charges. It's very, very rare to go to this extent on traffic charges only. 
Uh, if you, they, they knew who he was, they could have went and got a warrant for his arrest. Another issue for Cobb, what happened when they got to the home? They didn't have a warrant to enter. They were hell bent on getting this young man and to kick somebody's door in for a misdemeanor, to go in and, and use the kind of aggression that they did. It's not only unethical as far as a law enforcement officer, it's even illegal to, to do what they did. And then there is de-escalation. Could that have been an option? If somebody's barricaded in the house and ran in the house or whatever, law enforcement very rarely, very rarely run in behind them. They will set up a perimeter. They will attempt to negotiate with them to get them to come out. Here at the Oakland Police Department, they are not talking about the arrest or if the officers involved are still on the job, telling us as of yesterday, the case has officially been turned over. All right, fam, Culture Holics, you just heard a clip from um, the news article, well, not article, the news report about Brandon Calloway. So this is brand new. So honestly, we're just going to give you a little introduction to it. Uh, I'll probably have more information here next week. We'll do an update next week. But as it stands now, let me just go ahead and get into it, okay? Brandon Calloway is a 25-year-old college graduate. Um, a member of Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity. Um, he was delivering for DoorDash when the Oakland police attempted to pull him over, allegedly for failing to stop at a stop sign and driving 32 miles per hour in a 20 miles per hour zone. It's a traffic violation. Uh, he drove a half mile to his home and ran into the house. Now, once again, Everybody, went, why did he run? Why did he run? We already went over this a couple of weeks ago. I'm not going to get into it, right? Black men, black women, they run because they're scared because they see how things happen because a traffic stop can end up with you being shot 90 times and then them cuffing you just for Jalen Walker. Okay, so police ended up breaking down his door without an arrest warrant, tased him and beat him with batons before dragging him out the house. There is a picture of him uh, that was circulating um, that was very bloody. I don't recommend that you guys look at that picture um, because it's triggering and we as black people need to divorce ourselves from black trauma porn, right? Mm -hmm. um, because it's dangerous and it's messing up your, your, your mind and your spirit and all of that, right? mind, body, spirit, all of that, like PTSD, all of that. Because you can't get PTSD from watching traumatic experiences over and over and over and over and over again. Portia, what are your initial thoughts on this case? Thankfully, Brandon Calloway is still alive. Um, because as the old church mothers used to say, it could have been another way. <laughs> We already know that. I think first things first, I do have to acknowledge that. Thank God that he is still with, here with us yeah. and he is still alive. Um, so I'm very thankful for that. But it's the fact that what you said when you were first introing this segment and you said it's a new one. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a it's a new one. Yeah. Or you could say it's another one. Another one. Another how, one. Another how one. How many? 
how many are we supposed to how many how many names how many names are we supposed to hashtag or say until something changes mm. how many names someone just tell me because honestly i'm tired yeah i'm tired of hashtagging black men and black women's names i'm tired of seeing people getting shot and killed or beaten to death yeah, because they're afraid of what might happen if they do stop. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Yeah. That's all, that's all I can say about it, man. Cause I, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah. Check it out, y'all. Like, so this is gonna sound funny, right? And y'all might be mad at us, but like, there's really nothing more we can say about this one because it's so fresh. So I gotta still, you know, I still gotta like research more and see what happens to this because literally this is just, this is just fresh, right? But if you mm -hmm. want to really hear my full thoughts, portion full thoughts of what happened today, go back and listen to the episode that we did about Jalen Walker, right? because we really dive into it. And the thing is this, like, I don't have the, especially this week, I don't have the energy, the bandwidth, the mental capacity, the emotional capacity to go deep into it, right? So go back and listen to that episode if you missed that episode because we really dive deep into it. But like, black men, black women, I need y'all to be careful out here because there's an assault on black lives. I don't care what you say. 100%. There's an assault on black lives when it comes, and I said this before, and I gotta say it again. There's an assault on black lives when it comes to us driving. There's an assault of our lives when it comes to our women being in hospitals. There's an assault on our lives when it comes to our, even our men being in hospitals. So there's an assault in our lives when it comes to the food deserts that we find ourselves seeing in our neighborhoods, right? There's assault in, on our lives just by us merely existing. So what I need you, as the black listener, I need y'all to really, we need to come together, y'all, like never before. I be sound like a broken record, right? But I need us to come together like never before. Stop focusing. I feel like we continue to major on the minor. We focus so much on black men versus black women, right? We focus so much on black gay versus black straight right we focus so much on black christian versus black spiritualist like if somebody you know charging their crystals on the full moon makes you not want to speak to them now i'm not saying that y'all gotta be besties and whatnot right but if y'all can't work together for the betterment and the empowerment of black people you're wrong you're wrong I don't care how much Jesus that you got you got in you. You can figure out how we can make our community better. Hello? Because at the end of the day, I believe a lot of us, that's what we want. We want to see our communities better. And we're not going to get there if we continue to move and operate in all of these different uh, uh, smaller segments of like, oh, I can't talk to this person because of X, Y, Z. I can't talk to this person because of X, Y, Z. Because we are 
being tar targeted. And I feel like the target is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yes, it's always been here, but this stuff is getting crazy, y'all. And it's only going to get worse. So we got to stick together. We all we got. So that's my thoughts. That's my thoughts on it. Lizzie, our producer Lizzie just said um, it's another DoorDash driver as well. So if yeah. they don't want us to deliver our deliver their food, just say that. Like, if you don't want us to deliver food, just say that, bro. These are two. I mean, it's not necessarily DoorDash that's the problem. The problem might be with DoorDash is they haven't made any statements about it. Because if this was a white woman, whoo, wake that up, or a white man, we would have had a statement. We are saddened, deeply saddened, blah, 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 blah. You know, Kimberrell style statement, right? Prepared by somebody else. Insincere. Um, I made an apology. I said I was sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Kimberrell is crazy, <laughs> yo. Like, this is my thing she with Kimberrell. She not care. <laughs> right? You got up there, called call the people of the congregation broke. <laughs> you call them ugly. You call them poor. And then he was like, oh, I was joking, but it didn't come off as joking, right? Also, like, one, I'm sorry, this is a tangent, but I have to say it. You people out here, okay? Yes, I just said you people. <laughs> you guys have to stop demanding apologies from people who don't give a damn about you. Because right. the apologies aren't real. Damn them. This woman put out a written apology where she black and, and uh, video apologies, and they both came off super insincere. So you guys want people to apologize for what? To just apologize and not mean it? No, she could have kept her funky apology. What you need to do is stop supporting people. To stop being offended by people. Because this didn't surprise me. Kimberrell, fake outrage. Man, I'm, we might change the name of this episode having to do with something with fake outrage. Because once again, fake outrage. Kimberrell has shown us who she was. Has she not? She's mean. She's shown herself to be mean and nasty. This ain't It new. don't matter if she's singing for the Lord. It don't matter. Because a lot of hmm, church folks are mean and nasty. If we really want to wake that up, y'all just mean Next. and nasty. And then you run and talk about... Let me stop. You anyway. Woo! But check it out. DoorDash, do better. Um, and then we got to talk about, well, we're going to talk about that another episode, just like why are so many young Black men and Black women even having to drive DoorDash, especially after they graduate college? There's so much we can even unpack with the necessity of how we as Black people have to take these different jobs that we don't want to work and because of accessibility and there's so much to talk about that so we don't have the time for that right um and my recording device doesn't have the time for it either so portia let the people know where can they find you you guys can find me on instagram and twitter porsche baby 90 p-o-r-s-h-b-b-y-9-0 Go ahead and follow me, y'all. I'll follow you back. I, I don't that. know why I said that with a question mark. I will. I will. I will. 
And if you want to follow me, just follow me. It's Micah B on TikTok. That's my main gig right now. I'm really pushing my TikTok, and we're having some good conversation over there. Yo, just to let you know, if you bring the smoke, I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to pack you TF up, okay? I'm going to pack you up and send you on your way. But this is my thing, right? Two things. It's not very welcoming, Micah. I got two things for my TikTok. No, because people talk crazy. I love discourse, Portia, right? But don't mm -hmm. be disrespectful. There's a couple of pet peeves. One pet peeve, right? If you see something, if I see something that I don't care about, I keep scrolling. What's so weird to me is when people see something and then they say, who cares about this? Nobody cares. Clearly you, because you took the time to stop scrolling and commenting on it, you goofy. You know what? I have a good, I have a really good example for that. Um, I was on TikTok yesterday, I think. Yeah. And I was looking at this girl. Uh, she was talking about how her father was a pastor, how she grew up in the church, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And she was talking about how she's not a believer or a Christian anymore yeah. because, and she's more into spiritualism or whatever. But she was just like, we're always supposed to be talking about our egos and all this other stuff. We need to put it back to the side. And then she was like, but how come no one talks about God's ego? And I was like, oh, whoa, wait, hold on. I was like, hold on, gotta go. Gotta go, gotta blast. Are you talking about Jasmine's garden? I didn't really pay attention to um, her name. Okay. She has like dreads and then she has like yeah. be beads in her dreads, I believe. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, whoa, hold, hold on, ma'am. Hold on now. I'm gonna let you finish. Just, I'm not gonna finish listening to you. Right. So, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. That's the thing, though. Even if you had to have Just smoke scroll. for her, even if you had to have smoke for her, that's cool. But then when people say stupid stuff like, ooh, you should be a Fox News commentator, and you should go play in traffic, okay? Like, get off of my page. So when I bang on you, and listen, I bang respectfully. I do. I'm very intellectual. So I will just tear you down, slice and dice, show you how dumb you really are, right? Respectfully. And then what happens all the time? These losers delete their comments. No, stand on your stuff 10 toes down because I'm going to stand 10 toes down. Stand on it. But when I dissect you, don't run away. And then when other people start banging on you too because you sound dumb, are you dumb? Are you dumb? <laughs> when other people start banging on you, don't delete your comments. That's so weird. Stand on it. I'm looking at the camera right now. Stand on your stuff. But anyways, yo, we do have fun. Down. We do have fun on TikTok, though. We have a lot of fun over there. So it's Micah B on TikTok. It's Micah B on Twitter. It's Micah B on Instagram. And then if you want to follow uh, Combos for the Culture on Twitter and Instagram, it's Combos FTC. I'm really trying to, um, we'll talk about that. Because I'm really trying to push those, but it's just so hard doing all these different platforms. You feel me? But tap into us. Look at the show notes. You can find all that information in the show notes. Um, we are going to be back next week. I appreciate you all listening to the show. I'm sure Portia appreciates you, right? Oh, I more than appreciate yes. y'all. Thank you so much for everyone that has reached out to me, talking about they listen to the show, they love me and Micah. It's so appreciative. It's so appreciative. We love y'all. Thank you. I'm doing the Halle Berry cry face right now. So if you guys can watch us. <sighs>
This man is so dramatic. That I was cannot. one of the best. That this is not, when Halle Berry won her Oscar. That was, was so happy. But yeah, um, <laughs> this is for every black woman. <laughs> <laughs> this is for Angela Bassett. Yeah, this is for Dorothy Andrews. Shout out to Halle Berry. But no, <laughs> this has been another week of conversation for culture. We will see you next week. Stay black and stay alive.